Hello and welcome, people. We are live. Um, this is the Fair One Podcast, where you're going to talk all things UFC and MMA and combat in general, and just all around how to be good blokes and and ladies as well. If there's any ladies watching on us, it, from time to time we get a couple that stop by. I'm going to hit the intro, and then we'll be we'll be ready to go. Please hit the like and subscribe, and hit the notification bell if you haven't already. Please do. <laughs> How are we, people? Ophon says, hurry up, Fab. We are waiting. So seems that we already have one person on here. So that's that's always good to to, to see. Um, looking forward to the card on the weekend. I am a bit of a fan of both guys. Um, but, you know, I think, I think um, the fight that I'm actually really interested in is the Kessa versus Luke one. Um, that, that's one that I've, that's got me more into it than, than the heavyweights for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of Michael Kessa, um, but I think that he and Luke, they match up quite well and they match up different. Like it's, they, they are truly a, a grappler versus striker kind of, kind of matchup. Um, I want to know your thoughts though, on the main event, Lewis and um, Ghani and why more, more than anything, why give me an analysis on it and let's go from there. Zen Mook says, what a fucking intro. Thank you, sir. We are live, says, good evening, sir. Right back at you, sir. Elia says, Uncle Fab, are you going to keep me company for my morning workout, sir? I'm going to try. I'm going to try, but probably not many people can keep up with you. Alex Collis says, yes, Fab, what's good, man? I just got done watching those Cubans um, in the Olympics just now, just these last two fights. Um, one was in the semifinal against Scarside, and the other one was against... Um, uh, Muslim, so it was La Cruz versus Muslim, and he, dude, he got that La Cruz guy. Fuck me dead. I've never seen anything like it at the Olympics. Like, you know, to go up and do that to the defending, like the, the world champion. That impressed me, man. That kicked off my week of combat. Um, Randy says, Hi, Fab. Hello, Randy. Alex Collis says, Real rebuilding my PC so I can watch Fab in HD. So you should, sir. So you should. Um, ZMEX says, I think if Lewis can't put him away by round two, it's going to win 100%. What I find interesting with that, I think that, um, you know, in the past, he's had problems with people with that give him a, a, a bunch of different looks, you know. Because um, Lewis's stand-up, it's not, you know, his stand-up, for, especially for a stand-up fighter, it's, it's not fantastic. It's just that he hits so hard. And one thing I will say, like, he cops a lot of criticism as well. Um, he kind of gets... M- his timing is 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 pretty good, man. It's, it's pretty spectacular for for a heavyweight, and he does. This is one of the things he doesn't do a lot, and he can't do a lot that well. But what he does, he does really well, and he times it really, really, really well. And so, like, you got to give him the credit for that. You know, I don't know if that's going to be enough for him to get past. Um, for him to get past Ghani, because I think Ghani's vocabulary of strikes is very impressive. He's got, I don't know that he's got the the pop, so to speak, like the power to put him away. Like, yeah, he does have the power to put him away. That's my my feel with, with Ghani, because he's a heavyweight, you know. Um, he's gonna, he's going to show a bunch of different looks to, to Lewis. Um, I would imagine that Gunny's going to come out and kick the legs, you know, um, and I would imagine that Lewis would be trying to time that overhand right, you know what I mean, the whole time. 
Um, if Garner gets lazy and doesn't slide out of the way of the pocket, then he's going to get hit and he's going to get put to bed. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, says, I was listening to Crime and Punishment, but Fab is better than uh, Dostoevsky. We Are Live says, I've got the black beast pulling up as you, but I know you're taking the piss because I know he's not a newbie, but um, no, I think the black beast can do it. I don't know that he will. Mishari says, what's up, Coach Fab? Just wanted to thank you for the great advice from last week. Excited to hear about why Garni comfortably beats Lewis. Oh, interesting. Look, man, like I said, I don't know if he comfortably beats him because I think there are some, there are some, you know, big question marks there as to his roads to victory, you know. But um, I think that I also see bodywork. Body, like you kind of go look at it like um, when he fought Hunt kind of thing like that. Like, I don't know. Gun, Gunny hasn't got the, the, the stand-up pedigree or the, the power of Mark Hunt, but he, I, I do see him being able to move around him and make uh, Lewis move. And if he's smart and he doesn't engage with him, like right off the bat, like, like two bulls like this, which I don't think he will, then I, I think that, that he'll, he'll probably get the better of, of um, Lewis. Um just from the fact that he can he can ask different questions, you know, he can put he does he he can he doesn't have to spam takedowns either. He can go for a takedown if if he if he if he so chooses and if the opportunity arises, but he can make Lewis move and and make Lewis like uh, he changes angles. So Gunny ch changes angles, and Lewis would have to follow him, and I think that that's going to make it a little bit hard for Lewis and a little bit hard for Lewis to get his timing. Now, having said all of that. I know Lewis's weapon of choice is that overhand right, but I also see Lewis, I don't know, I've got this thing in my head with him and an uppercut. I, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Um, Christian Lorenz says, happy Friday, fair one. Thank you, sir. Um, Alexandra Benworth says, I reckon Ghani is going to use his linear kicks instead of round to keep Lewis at range. Agreed. Um, without getting smoked by that overhand. Stomp on that knee and crush into the clinch and work those knees and elbows. That that could happen. Absolutely could happen. Yeah, that, that could be one of the things. The only thing that I don't know is in that clinch, does he get the better of Lewis? I don't know. I really don't know that yet. Um, and if he's in the clinch and he doesn't get the better of Lewis, um, does he get hit in that in that in that exchange? Because Lewis, not Lewis, I beg your pardon, Ghani, he's not, he, he doesn't, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, he doesn't slide out of the way of strikes in the pocket once he's in the pocket and he finishes his combination. He doesn't really slide out of there that quick. So that could be dangerous for him. But yeah, I agree that what you said is, is very, very feasible. We Are Live says, Derek Lewis has come a long way since he's lost to Mark Hunt. It was in Auckland and I went to it. Yeah, look, man, he has and he hasn't. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think he, he has added wrinkles to his game, but I don't know how much of a long way he's come from there. Um, I don't think that Gunny is Mark Hunt standing up, though. You know what I mean? That that's the the truth of the matter. He's better on the ground, probably. I don't know. I think he'll he'll probably look to take uh, Lewis down more than Mark Hunt would have. But I think he's added wrinkles to his game, but I don't think he's 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 essentially still very much the same fighter that 
he's reliant on that big shot and he he's reliant on timing it on timing that big shot. I don't see. I mean, he's he looks a little fitter. He, you know, there's he's improved. There's a, a a few wrinkles to his game, but I don't know if if I would say he's come a long way. I, I see him essentially still the, the better the, the same kind of fighter. Um, having said that, I, I do think that Lewis can beat him. Alexandre Banworth says, I see him hurt Lewis bad to the body once he gets comfortable and potentially get a finish. I think that is the, the way to victory for Ghani. It's to go to the body to and, and the legs of Lewis. Um, we Are Live says, yeah, Ghani's only been doing MMA for three years, my son, so he's a newbie. Yeah, but he's been around for a long time, dude. He's been around for, um, you know, I appreciate the condescending, my son. Um, he's been around for a long time, dude. Like he's had a lot of uh, other combat fights. And I think we spoke about this before on the podcast where um, I think that he's like, he's where he's at in his, in his career is actually pretty good for a heavyweight because he hasn't got the wear and tear of having, you know, 20, 30 fights under his belt. He's got, um, he may have only been competing in it, but he's definitely been training in it. Like you can see, his his level is not like somebody that's just picked that up three years ago. Um, he doesn't have the wear. And, he's got and he's got the the combat experience of of having had more fights as well, like in Muay Thai and, and stand up fights. So he's got a good combination of where he's he's got his age. He's he's a bit older, but he hasn't got that massive mileage on him because a lot of those heavyweights that have been that have had lots and lots and lots of fights. Um, like they, the as as you start to to mature at the, when they should be at their peak, a lot of times he's got the fights, and I think that's one of the the massive advantages that Gunny has. I think he's got he's got enough combat experience, and that was one of the conversations we were having before the Volkov fight. Granted, the Volkov fight was very close, but one of the things that I said was, I know Volkov's got huge amounts of experience, but I think that Gunny's got enough experience. He's got enough fight experience, and um, whilst he may have only been competing for three years, he's been in combat for a long time, and so um, and that's competing in MMA. Like he's been he's been in the game for a long time, and he's got enough. It's enough experience that um, and his body's together enough that he can he can capitalize on it. So that's what that's what I think about that. I don't see Gunny as a as a newbie at all. Um, we are live says definitely buying this pay per view. Do that, man. Do that, my friend. Um, and I appreciate being you being on here. We are live. You are a good one, mate. Um, Christian Lorenz says Fab Harry Garside just lost in the semi final to Andy Cruz of Cuba. I watched it. That's what I just mentioned. He fought the best he could, but the Cuban was so skilled. He won bronze, the first Aussie to do so in some time, thirty three years. Yeah, man. He looked. He looked good. He he looked good, but. Cruz was on another level, dude. And La Cruz have fought in the final. Fuck me dead. I haven't seen anything like that. Um, Salah says, evening, Fab. I'm growing quite excited for this card as it draws closer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like I mean, I think we were talking. I think we were talking about it during the the last uh, the last fight, like the Uriah Hall and Strickland card. The fights weren't bad. I actually had a good time with it, and I, I mentioned this before the fight. But the reality, like, you wouldn't buy that fight. Like, if if it wasn't, if that fight was in any other organization, you wouldn't even watch it. Like, if that if that main card had been on any other organization, you wouldn't watch it. And 
and that isn't an insult to the people that are fighting. I, I think it's great, but the, but but it just didn't have like other than Uriah Hall and and Strickland, of course. Like they were they were main guys. Yeah, okay, that you'd watch, but but it wasn't like if you had if you think about it, if if any other card had if any other organization had, but but having said that, apparently. Um, I think Bellator and Bellator's card was pretty good. Like we caught the last two fights of people that were here. Um, and the Flask fight was good, you know. Bellator did something like it was less than a hundred thousand, less than a hundred thousand views. And that UFC card apparently did something like eight or nine hundred thousand views. And you can't even you can't even compare the two, you know what I mean? You can't even compare um how how much like the UFC and their ability to, to promote, and so I'm not I'm not bagging them or anything, but their ability to promote really, really, really um, hits on people, you know, because people watch the the UFC cards. So I don't know how how good the card will be, or how you know how good or how bad. Um, it it always it always has um, you know, there's always got potential to have good fights, but and like I said, I I, I mean I like the Aldo fight. I like the Aldo fight. I'm a huge Aldo fan. I think he's one of the best ever, one of the best to ever do it. Um, that fight interests me, the Pedro Munez Jose Aldo fight. But really what I want to see is Michael Kessa versus Vicente Luque. That's a fight that I'm that I'm really, really interested to see. Um, Christian Lorenz says, Harry has an awkward style, needs more time to develop, but can be great someday. Bright future ahead. Man, that kid is very, very, very good. He just ran into a real, real, real good fighter in that Cuban. Uh, Hero in Father says, hey, Senpo Fab, why did you change the podcast name? Oh, man, this that question's been done over and over, but thank you for asking. Thank you for joining us. Um, we, I was going to change it regardless. I was going to change it regardless because uh, it, it didn't make sense for me to have that name still. Um, but uh, we the, the podcast got hacked into at one stage. And so... Um, we almost lost the whole thing. So I had already changed, started to change it in like the three weeks as it was getting sorted. And um, then when we, and I didn't know that I was going to get the podcast back, but when I got the podcast back, um, I'd already organized for everything. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just change it. Um, we Are Live says, I just mean Lewis has had a lot of wins since then and in climbing the ranks. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, We Are Live. I, I do because... Um, I, I think so too. I think he's had a lot of experience since then as well. Um, and I think that, you know, there are things that he's probably addressed a little bit, like his conditioning and, and a few things like he, he does look in, in better shape. So I do agree with you like that. I just technically haven't seen this, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, a massive difference. That's all. That, that That's what I mean. Um, Lewis's cardio just won't be there. Even if he's done, been doing the most cardio he's ever done, he's just too big and his arms are, are too heavy to last, in my opinion, of course, says Zedmux. Of course, that's if he doesn't smack Gani with a one-hit KO, laugh out loud. The one thing you've got to remember with Lewis, though, is that he has got KOs late, late in rounds, late in fights, which is rare. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what he does for conditioning. I don't know what, what he's lifestyles like I, I don't know enough to be able to comment on that i just have to go with what i see and what i can see and that is that you know he's susceptible to getting hit to the body he's susceptible to getting hit with the legs to the legs 
Um, he's got a few escapes that he does really well off um, from the bottom. Um, but, but, but you know what the thing is? And this is where I agree with you, we are live. He finds ways to win, dude. He knows how to win it. And you, you've got to give him that, we, regardless of what you think, regardless of what you think of competition. He finds ways to win. And he's since, like, like we are live, said, since the Mark Hunt fight, he has come a long way in that regard, you know, like he's proven that, yeah, I can find ways to win at all these different levels. And that that's commendable as well. Is that going to be enough against Ghani? I don't know. Um, Alexandra Ghani said, Cyril's coach, Fernand uh, Lopez, reckons he's the most gifted athlete he's ever seen as far as how fast he learns and his fight IQ. He, he, he could be. I, I don't know. Like if he says that, like everyone – yeah, every coach is going to say a version of that about their about their athlete, but I don't I don't doubt it. You know what I mean? Like, and he also like like I said, man. There's also that there's that like what we were talking about earlier with Gunny, and I think that it's a really good example of it. Um, like I said, he has enough fight experience where he knows how to fight, and he's been he's comfortable. He's been in a lot of different fights, but he hasn't had too many fights. He has he's not 31, 32 and had thirty fights in the UFC. Um, plus, because you've got to understand, 30 fights in the UFC, that's that's a lot. Not heaps, but it's a lot. But then there's countless hours of sparring and grappling and massive wearing out on your of your body and your brain, you know, if you're getting hit a lot, especially at heavyweight. So um, he's that's one big advantage that he has, you know. So he's got the maturity. Like I'm, I was talking to, to an athlete, and I want to say if today's Friday, whatever day, maybe it was Monday or something like that. Um, that's that fights, you know, and it's, they're, they're at an age, they're like 26, 27 years old. And they're at an age where like, they've got enough fight experience. They've got, but, but they're starting to mature. And the quicker that you see those athletes hit it, the quicker that they go, ah, okay, I'm, this is what I need to do to be, to, to have a successful career. The quicker that happens, um, like, the, the 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 maturity man the a actual age maturity as opposed to just like just you fighting like your psychological age like you you understanding what the things are that you need you understanding that you're probably at a halfway point in your career or you might have less years in front of you than you do behind you um that changes people that 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 level of maturity is different i think gani has that like he understands all of that stuff he understands what he needs to do to win which is big man um we are live says how talented is AJ McGee get that boy in the UFC man I, I would love to see him eh, against Volkanovski or against um Holloway or against some of those upper echelon um Yair Rodriguez that that fight would be crazy yeah uh Christian Moran says team USA found focus fab and didn't bollocks Australia had a win but USA rallied Luca lost as well I saw all those um, matches, but the way I see that basketball game with the US and Australia was, this is just my opinion on it. Um, I think the US team has a lot more depth than the Australian team. And so the Australian team played really, really well and played as hard as they could, but it's hard to keep that rhythm like without having the depth that the, that the US team has as well. Like the US team just... Like, as I'm watching it, like, I remember watching in the first half and saying to my wife, man, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from this, like the US team. 
And but they just kept playing. They just kept that same rhythm, kept the same grind on. And Australia really fell off. Like they can't, they couldn't play at that intensity for, for you know, four quarters. You know, they played at that intensity for the better part of three. You know, two, two and a bit quarters. And I think that that came down to them not just having not having the depth that the US team has. Like the US team has eleven or twelve players or, or whatnot that are that are all phenomenal players, you know, and and Australia, credit to them, probably has six or seven, you know, no, no disrespect to the other guys that are there that are younger guys maybe coming through or whatnot, but Australia probably has, has six or seven dudes to, that, that can keep that rhythm going with the US. Uh, th- th- that's what I, I see. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel that they they bollocks. I just feel that the US is a fantastic team. And I watched France and um, Slovenia, and that was a crazy crazy match too um again with i see france having more depth than slovenia but i just see luca being like the other the the, the other slovenians are good too i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say they're not but luca's on a different level to most people anyways and but i see i saw france having more depth you know and that that makes a big difference when you're playing in basketball because i play basketball so Basketball is a, is a game that it's massively like your bench matters hugely. Like you can you can play soccer and have 12, 13 good players and another team might have 16, 17 good players, but you you can get by with and and your top 11 guys that are on the field at any given stage, you know, they're going to do it. They don't have that interchange. But when you have when you're playing a team like the US and one guy jumps out and the next guy jumps in and he's he's pretty fucking good as well, it's you know, it's a big difference. Um, Sigoy says, do you think Garni versus Lewis will be a quick slugfest or a slow-paced, heavy-handed battle? I don't think that Garni wants it to be a, a, a slugfest. You know, I don't think so. That's not how Garni fights. And I don't think that it suits him or his style to get into a slugfest with, with Lewis. So um, Garni's look going to look to do any version of the things that we were already discussing where it'll be the kick the legs, the body, try and push him up against the cage, try and take him down, get back up, so on and so forth. And, you know, Pepper, move, find angles, make Lewis turn, you know, make Lewis move, make Lewis react, react to his feints. Um, that's a big one. That's something that a lot of people don't realize. Like your nervous system, your neural system is the first system to fatigue. So when people have to bite on feints, like when you when you faint, faint that you're going to hit someone, all of those things, they start to fatigue someone. So I, I think that's probably what will happen. That does that that doesn't mean that Lewis can't catch him, you know. But I don't I don't see Gunny wanting that kind of interaction. Um, Fab, did you know Sonny Liston had 15 inch hands and an 85 inch reach? I found that out the other day. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that. I knew he was a fucking gorilla, but I didn't know that he was that like his hands were that big. We are live says just noticed your t-shirt fab that's awesome i grew up on vhs hell yeah bro <laughs> yes sir yes sir um how funny is that eh? the um i my wife got it for me actually but um yeah it is i have to i have to give her credit for that alexandria says i reckon it'll be a striking masterclass ghani is a striking prodigy uh, he only started training Muay Thai in his 20s. He first fought in 2016, grew up in soccer and basketball. 
and th- this is another thing. Well, like with the heavyweights, if you if you um if you come from like say older, he played soccer. Kenny Florian played soccer, but they don't stand out massively. Like as far like they do, obviously. Fuck who they are. I mean, Aldo stands out. But you know, there's a lot of good. What I was going to say was, there's a lot of good little guys with really good footwork. But if you're a heavyweight and you grew up playing basketball and you grew up playing soccer, because you ought to put in perspective how big Gunny would look playing soccer, you know, um, and how obviously for basketball he'd still be a big guy, but you know, there's bigger guys in basketball. But those sports are sports that your footwork is so important, you know, um, and that will translate massively, especially he is striking in. He is striking in MMA, you know, so his footwork and his ability to move and that, having that athletic background have, and being able to have done soccer and basketball will help him out immensely. Uh, Sage says, hey, Fabrizio, my, my apologies, I'm late. It's great to see your beautiful, shiny head. Thank you, sir. Matt Newman says, morning, coach. Kessia versus Luca is very interesting. Luca is so composed and technical of a striker. I don't see Kessia getting him down. Interesting that you should say that because that's, I tend to agree to a certain ex- extent. Um, this is this is I see Luke. He stand ups better, obviously, than Kessa's. But I see Kessa's grappling. I mean, I see Luke's grappling is better than Kessa's striking. If that makes sense, Kessa's a better grappler out of the two. I believe um, he's no joke. Like if he gets on top of you, he he's he's very 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 dangerous. Um, I don't know that that he you know that he will be able to do that with with um, Luke. He's a very very strong guy. Like I met him in real life once. I was was I don't know what fight it was. Anyways, we were there and I was at, at I was at a, at a gym. I was in the gym and he was there. It was just me and him, um, like in a in a weights gym. And I don't know what I was doing. There. I was fucking around. And he was there, and we just started talking really quickly. And I didn't realize that it was Kessa until a little after, you know what I mean? Because he, he, he wasn't fighting at, the, at, at then and he was fucking massive, dude. I don't, I don't know how he was cutting to lightweight back then. Um, like he was, he really struck me as like, he, he, to tell you, like, like I said, like I watch it and he, I didn't realize it was him at first. I realized it was him like relatively quickly, but I didn't realize that until he, he, like it didn't it, it it struck me how how big he was at lightweight like i was definitely not cutting weight you know and he would have been like he was way bigger than me you know and i was maybe 85 kilos you know um and he he wasn't any anywhere near fight time for him but he was massive dude like and big like big thick forearms like big head big thick joints like a big dude man like he surprised me he was like one of the people that a lightweight surprised me um, how big he was. Um, probably one of the bigger lightweights I've seen, you know. Like, you, you think, like, Dan Hooker, and Dan Hooker's not as big as him. Like, I've, Dan Hooker's probably my size, you know. Kess is, now, obviously, he's not a thing. He's a welterweight, and he's not even a small welterweight. But, yeah, that that is, and, and Luke, I met Luke in real life as well, and he's not as big as that. He's not like that. He, like, he's not a small guy, but he's not, big massive dude neither is thompson whereas like guess i was fucking big dude like i didn't know the fuck he was like when i when i saw him in real life um 
So I, I don't know, man. And he's can grapple, man. He can grapple his ass off. That I have to give him. I, I don't know. Luke, I think, is one of the guys with the most dust finishes. You know, so so he's not he's not without knowledge on the ground. He's very very good on the ground too. I don't know that he'll be in a position to dust um, Kiesa unless he hurts him, but but that's me. I, I don't know. We Are Live says, I think Francis will hold that belt for a long time, but imagine if someone KOs Francis stiff or makes him tap. That would be shocking. Well, he has been beat, you know, a couple of times already. Um, I do think that he's pretty fucking up there with being pretty much unbeatable at this stage, but I also see him being able to get pushed past a certain... Um, like if if they can push him past those first three rounds, I'm going to say, I think um, it's a different fight, and you'll, you're going to see a different Francis. Is there people out there that can do that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they can, but will they? I don't know. Um, Salah Ahmed says, "I'm most excited for the Fiziev one. His striking is just beautiful to watch. I feel like Kessa Luke will just be a three round top control grind fest from Kessa." Luke hasn't been fighting wrestlers. Fair enough. It's fair enough. He did fight Woodley, but I'll give you that that Woodley is not the Woodley of old. I I, I acknowledge that. Um, that's what makes this fight interesting. You know what I mean? That that is what I find what I think is interesting about this fight. Um and Fiziev, yeah, is an interesting fight. I don't know if Bobby Green's a guy to give him the run. I hope. I know that Bobby Green's got a lot of talent and and a lot of um like a lot of ability. I just don't know that we're gonna see it. You know what I mean? I don't know that that Fiziev's a guy that's gonna bring that out in him. I think Fiziev's a big kicker. I think that um Bobby Green is not. Bobby Green likes to box and kind of wrestle, box and double leg. And I think that that's a hard matchup for him, not for Fiziev, but for Bobby Green. Um, but having said that, Bobby Green's got a habit of making tough fights, man, going decisions with, with people. So uh, who knows what happens in that fight? Um, Zedmuk says, did you brush your hair this morning? Fab, the dome is looking splendid today. Thank you, sir. We Are Live says, yeah, bro, Fiziev is a joy to watch. That he is, mate. That he is. Christian Loren says, oh, the Aldo fight. Yeah, man. If Aldo wins, Fab, should, should he face TJ? Do you have any quick thoughts on what his route? Back to the title could be. He did win the first rounds against Yan, but gassed out. This is a big fight for him right now. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Aldo is one of the best, best, best to ever do it. You know, you got to think, man. This guy, this guy's been fighting forever. You know, if he's been fighting forever, he's he's defended the, the featherweight title a whole bunch of times. Moved down in weight you know, moved down in weight. And it, it makes you think as well, what would have happened had he have defended the title three times and dropped down in weight before, you know what I mean? Or four times, whatever. I don't want to get my, 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 but you get what I mean. If he had dropped down in weight earlier, what he could have done, you know what I mean? Because he's, he's going up in weight and aging really well. Um, I don't think he gassed out per se. Like, I don't think he gassed out in as far as, like, um, he wasn't conditioned. The way Aldo fights, he fights putting, a, like, putting a lot 
of emphasis on his counters, you know. So if he if he he'll throw his combinations, get off on an angle, and then rip hard to body and throw a leg kick. Not not as much leg kicks anymore, but still he throws really really hard. Um, he can't keep up. So he did gas out. I'm not saying he didn't gas out, but I'm saying I don't think it's so much a conditioning problem. Like he was fighting that style of fighter against Peter Yan. He was fighting that style of fight, which is the way that Aldo fights, and he's very good at it. But against a guy like Peter Yan with that level of boxing, you know, um, and at some point you just fall off. You can't you can't keep up with it. Like you'll see that happening in, in grappling as well. You'll see guys say there's like a 20-minute match. You'll see someone do really well for 10 minutes. But eventually, if the other guy's a lot better than you, he'll just start, he'll just go bang, bang, bang. You can't just keep like the the level of skill disparity in that fight and in that and in and in the way they fought each other is very hard for anyone to keep up with Peter Yen. And that's you can look good against Peter Yen. Saying a five-round fight, I see it being very hard to beat Peter Yen because you can look good against him for two, three rounds, but eventually you're going to crumble, you know? It's kind of like Khabib. Like, if you if if you see guys that fight Khabib and they do all right for two, three rounds, but it, it's very hard for you to, to keep going when you're fighting in his domain and he's getting the dominant positions and he's just wearing you down. And Peter Yan is exactly that. Like, he'll he'll draw you into this this boxing match, but he's been doing this forever. He's been, he's been boxing people forever. You know, he's got 130 amateur fights. And he's used to that type of volume of punching. Um, Max Holloway is another one, you know. So when, when he's in there throwing bombs, Aldo, because that's how he fights, and nothing wrong with that. He's you know, achieved a lot. Um, it, it's hard, man. It's hard to keep up with those guys that, that that's their bread and butter, the boxing. Um, yeah, Munoz is Munoz not no joke either. He's very dangerous. I see Aldo hopefully kicking in this in this fight, you know, because um, Munoz loves to time that right hand, you know, um, and he likes to kick himself. So I see Aldo probably kicking. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know if he should fight TJ. I see. I don't see him beating TJ. That's that's the truth of the matter. Aldo, another thing, man. Aldo's jujitsu is like fucking good, really, really good. So I, I don't I don't know if he. I don't know. I don't know if he should fight TJ. I'd like to see this fight, right? That's going to happen with him and and Munoz, and let's see what happens after that. And then we'll take. I mean, I'm just thinking about like Sanhagen. That's a hard fight, you know. TJ is a hard fight. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's so many good guys in that bantamweight division at the moment. Gus Harris says, what up, Fab? Always great to see you, Melon. Likewise, sir. Thank you. Christian Lorenz says, Australia has a bright future in terms of basketball. Yeah, they do. This kid just went number six in the draft. Christian Lorenz says, Connor, I want to eat Khabib's children, McGregor. Um, Salah Ahmed says, Aldo is still a top-tier three-round fighter, in my opinion. If the Yan fight was three rounds, he might have won two rounds on some scorecards, and Yan for more money is the best bantamweight in the world. I agree with all of that, you know, but also you've got to remember, like, if you're fighting five rounds, like you can't, you can't think. Oh, if it was three rounds, he would have won because Yan would have fought different as well. You know, um, yeah, Aldo Aldo's a top tier fighter by any metric. He's he's just fantastic. He's, uh, 
I love watching Aldo fight. Oh, yes, says, Coach, I've been on the bike for 20 minutes. I'm tired, and it's not like a uh, hit. It's just slow as fuck. I'm becoming a fat boy, Uncle Fab. Just keep going, man. We're going to be here for a while, so just keep listening on the bike. Change it up, too. Haven't you got any other cardio stuff to do? Hudson says, this is a great podcast. No, Hudson, thank you for being here, man. Thank you. David Caleglio says, hey, Fab, how are you coping with this lockdown? I'm all right, man. I'm all right, like... The reality is, like like people have asked before, like as far as the actual lockdown per se, as far as like uh, not being allowed out and da da da, that that's okay. Like I'm not I'm not massive on on a lot of stuff, anyways. I, the only thing my wife and I like kind of spend money on or anything is going out to eat. And I'm not talking fancy restaurants. I'm talking about like we find like hole in the wall places and go you know and eat or whatever. Um, but but, um, so that's not that bad, you know, like we, I mean, my wife's a great cook. So now we just kind of hang out at home and cook and everything. But what, what is hard is from a financial perspective, like all the kind of work that I do, um, has been closed, you know, it's, it's finished, you know, so I, I can't do that work. And luckily I had some money put aside and everything, but, but it is real hard. Like in that perspective, I can see how it would be hard. Not, not even for me, it's all right, but. For other people, I can see that being really hard. Um, I'm just I've got uni starting what next week or something like that. So I'm busy and I'm not bored. And where I live, I live maybe I don't know. We're gonna say 150 meters from the water, from the beach. You know, so we got lots of stuff to do. We go. I go out always with my daughter to to the beach and take my dog for a walk. And we go for walks with my wife and everything. So. That's not too bad. Um, not having much contact with my family is hard. You know, I'm sure this echoes a lot of people's stuff anyways, but I really don't, I'm not really coping that bad with it just because of those other factors. Like I said, living next to the beach and that makes a massive difference. You know, you just step outside and, and it's completely different. It's not bad. Um, so, it, that, that, you know, it's not, not too bad, the, 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 um, the lockdown. I lucky as well. Like I, I have a good relationship with my wife, a good relationship with my daughter. I can't imagine if like, you know. But I, I've got friends actually, a lot of friends that have gone through divorces and separations during this period, and like it, it's hard, man. It's a, it's a hard time, I think, for people. You know, and you, we're lucky we kind of found our routine, and um, we don't have a massive financial burden. But it's hard for us from a financial perspective in that um, the majority of my work. That, that i do has been it's gone you know so that's tough the, the financial part is tough but other than that it's good um muhammad says hi fab thank you for your wonderful mma content wishing all the best to you and your family thank you sir thank you so much my friend i really appreciate it we are live says chad mendes is headed to bkfc and he's looking thick and juicy wow <laughs> you know what i mean wow indeed um I didn't know. Thank you for that. We are live. I didn't know he was going to BKFC. Um, it seems like that's that's what they that that that's who they're grabbing, eh? They're grabbing a lot. I don't know. Let's see how he goes. Joel Forbes gives a thumbs up. Thank you, Joel. Christian Lorenz says Kessa is massive. He probably walks around at two ten. He could hypothetically fight at light heavyweight. He's a big guy, man. Like this is the thing. Like I said to you before, it's not just people's weight. Because anyone, like fucking anyone, can get to, to 
210 to 205. It's not hard, you know. I can get to 205 right now, but I'll be fat. Um, but he's big, dude. Like, he's broad. Like, he's got broad shoulders. And even when I saw him, and he would have been, he would have been something like that. He would have been around 90-something kilos. So, around 210. 205, easy. You know, 205, easy, easy, you know. Um, and he wasn't fat. He was just like a big fucking massive guy. I don't even know how he got down to that weight. Um, that's one of the things that 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 I know. Like when I'm looking at him, like that guy would be awful to grapple. Like his wrists, he's got big thick forearms, dude. Like that's big hands, big thick forearms. His striking's a little mechanical though, versus a guy like Luke. He needs to get Luke to the ground. Um, that's going to be interesting if he can't. That's going to be very interesting. Christian Lorenz says, Kessa and James Vick were the biggest lightweights ever, in my opinion. They fought on tough and Kessa prevailed. Um, yeah, the biggest, the the biggest fucking lightweight that I've seen is Gleason. Gleason Tabal. That was the biggest lightweight I've seen. Like, um, and Kessa. Vick, I've seen him too in real life. I've seen Vick a bunch of times. And he is a big guy, but he's he's built, he's kind of skinnier than them, though. He's still a massive guy. Like, dude, he was cutting weight and he'd fought on a couple of same cards as Rob. And um and we'd seen him a bunch of times, you know. And he was cutting weight and we walked in. And so we'd we'd seen him at like we'd been on the same fights, fights as him, and a couple of other times we we were just like at 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 he's just someone that we'd bumped into a bunch of times. And Rob was walking in and he comes up to Rob and he had the like a hoodie on and that he was cutting weight. And he comes up to Rob and he goes, Hey Rob, how you doing? And he was he was fucked. And Rob's like, looks look, Rob, Rob looks at him like like that. And he goes, Hey man. And Rob's had bad weight cuts too. And Rob's like, hey man, how you doing? And then when that guy walks off, Rob goes, Who the fuck was that? And I said, Man, I'm I went and looked again because I had to double check. And I said to him, That, that was James Vick. And Rob's like, nah, man, he goes, that wasn't James Vick. And I said, no, no, that was James Vick. Okay, that was him. Dude, he was in like, there wasn't a lot lot of time left, I don't think, to cut weight, from to, to, to make the weight by memory. And he looked fucking terrible. But he was still not as big as Gleason. Um, so, yeah, you're right. James Vick is a big, big, big fucking dude. But different build, man, even different. Like, Kiesa's thicker still, you know, thicker still. And Gleason looks like he was on his way to a bodybuilding contest. Um, Justin Vichega says, you're like a MMA as Mr. Stuff, knowledge of MMA life and other stuff. Very soothing to the mind. Helps relax. I'm in Cali, so enjoy falling asleep too. I know that sounds bad, not boring at all. Now, nah, man, I'm flattered that you should say that, my brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for, um, for watching, man. And please hit the like and subscribe and hit the notification bell if you haven't already. I really appreciate it, man. Justin, I really do, man. I appreciate you being here. Chris Gear says, holy fucking juggernaut, man. We Are Live says, Vicente has a damn dome on him, though. Ha, 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 with a steel jaw. Yes, that's the first time I've read the ha, 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 We Are Live. He does. He does. He can take a shot. Um, Chris Gree says, give me another drink. I'll kick his ass. Alex Banwell says, have you seen TJ Dillashaw doing that neurological training, that silly-looking spinny chair? Would there be any real return to that type of training felt like he was being swindled to me um i haven't seen him do that training i think that even if there is dude like 
this is the thing, man. This is this is the thing with training and that. There's so much shit out there. There's so much information, you know, that even like even if okay, let, let's talk. I don't know about this, and I don't want to say it because I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on um Dillashaw because I don't know, but I will say this. And there's all these recovery methods and everything, and blah 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 blah. The single biggest by far, it's not even fucking close thing for recovery is sleep. And it's not even close, dude. And so you've got to ask yourself, like, even when people go, it's proven that this will help recovery and it will help your recovery by X percent. And you think like in the and it's and they're right, right? I'm not saying they're not right, but in the time that you fucked around jumped in a car and i don't want to say any specific thing but in the time that you've jumped around drove out in a car did whatever you had to do you could have had a cold bath in your bathtub and gone and had a nap and been up and you still haven't left your house you know what i mean and your recovery would be better or, or the same as whatever magic thing they have um that's one of the major things that that, that i say with that and so you got to be careful, man, because you, you watch stuff, you hear stuff, and a lot of the stuff, dude, you're being paid to promote. So I, I don't know about his neurological training and all of that stuff and blah, 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 blah. But um, but that that I do know is a big thing, you know, like when people talk about recovery and this and that and da-da-da-da-da. And it's great, man. I'm not saying to you don't do the, the, the stuff, don't, don't do extra But you got to weigh stuff up. It's like if you're going to go and do whatever you're going to do, could you just have had a cold bath and a nap? You know what I mean? And would that have helped more, you know? And I'll tell you something else that will help is just the sleep. Is like you getting your sleep right. Like that's one of the things like, especially now with a baby and um, and like I have a baby, I have a baby on the way so and a pregnant wife and we have um, lockdown and we have like the financial burden of going, fuck, I don't know when they're going to lift the things. And also when they lift it, I don't know when I'm going to be able to work properly so with all those things and i have bad anxiety just just to kick it off like i've had you know real bad episodes of anxiety in the past like real 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 bad um i'm, I'm very on top of it now so a lot of my focus is on sleep you know making sure that that i do stuff to be able to to sleep you know and do a lot of research around that the other problem is when you people say they go do your own research and that you've got to also understand that not all of us like have the ability or the time even to, to be able to research things properly or, or even know how to cipher through bullshit. So it's hard as well. But for me, sleep has been like a massive one, you know, that's one of the big focuses because I find that when I start to stress out a little bit, the stress doesn't let me sleep, obviously, and then everything goes downhill from there. So the one of the, the key factors for performance is sleep and performance across any any avenue so there's a whole checklist of shit that i do i try and keep it natural so that i enjoy myself but there's a whole bunch of stuff my wife and i do you know we make sure that for example after i get off this podcast be close to 7 p.m we don't do any more work whereas in the past i used to go I, man i used to smash work so hard i'd be working till 10 30 and i'd get up at 6 a.m and keep going and we got a lot of that in our culture now in 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 this like a you know, very, you know, market-driven culture. So um, these things that, like now, especially during the lockdown, I mean, it might change. It might be a period where I have to go back and work like that. But 7 o'clock, no more work talk. No more, like, 
if I say to my wife, oh shit, do you know where my passport is? We'll look for it tomorrow. If you know what I mean? Like we don't look for it at night. We don't think I might do a podcast if I have to or something like that. But seven o'clock, we start our nighttime routine, which is um, make sure my, my daughter would have probably already ate by then. She would have already ate. I'll be bathing her by then and getting her to bed. So 7.30, she'll be in bed. I'll put her to sleep. And then um, hopefully she falls asleep around 8 p.m. And then my wife and I might watch a, some, a, a series or a movie or something. And it can't, it won't be any action stuff or anything to stimulate. It will be like a doco or, um, or a rom-com or a rom-com and a doco. And we try and be in bed, light out everything by 11 p.m. Um, and trying, and then I sl- I wake up early. She sleeps in because you know she's pregnant at the moment. But it's important to keep those things going. That's why when you're asking me about the stuff with TJ Dillashaw and that, I don't know what other stuff people are doing. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Are you doing everything else you should be doing? Then go and fucking experiment spinning on a chair or something. If not, don't worry about it. Um, did I see the video of Yan sparring Fiziev? I did not. JLA says, why do you think Elder throws less leg kicks now? I don't know. Um, I don't know. He might, I'm just speculating here. He might have he might have um he might have kicked someone at some point and hurt himself. I don't know. Um he might be employing a more uh punch heavy game. And he probably he, he you know there's a there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I know that he's been his boxing looks better he's jabbing better he's doing a lot of different stuff so maybe his stance has changed a little bit with with his new boxing stuff i don't know i don't know i'd love to see him kick again because his kicks were scary also people are getting um i i think people are getting a lot better at checking kicks and he's fighting guys in the upper echelons so there's that as well he's not fighting guys where he was just able to kick the shit out of their legs, you know, like that didn't know how to check kicks and that. So there's that. Gus Harris says, how do you see the fight between Stylebender and Rob the contender Bender Whitaker going? I love me some Bobby Knox, says Gus Harris. Um, I'm going to talk more about it closer to the fight. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because they both know, they both got awkward timing, both those guys, and awkward speeds. And I think that Rob and Israel both know each other's. They've been in there with each other now. And they they kind of both understand and know that the, each other's distances and each other's speeds and each other's um, like the reads of each other. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they both adjust to that. Um, I think Israel is probably going to work a little bit from southpaw and throw front kicks down the middle. Um, in a little bit more. Um, he stayed in orthodox in the last fight. I think that Rob will probably, I don't know this because I'm not working with, with Rob, so I'm just speculating here. I think Rob will probably stay out a little bit more as well. Um, they both got a good read. At some point, Rob's going to have to come in, uh, and that's why I see Israel kind of being a little bit more patient with that because Rob will still have to try and grapple him, I think, like the same way. It, Rob has to cut that distance on Israel, right? And he will have to cut that distance at some point. Um, if he hangs back a little bit more and Israel starts to come forward, um, you can't be too reactive to Israel and capitulate too much space either. It's going to be a real tough 
fight, dude. It's going to be a very hard fight, man. That fight's a very hard, and I don't think it'll go the distance because the clash of styles and how big and how hard they hit and how strong they are is is real fucking difficult, man. Like, I I don't know, man. I I think Rob will win. I think like my heart. I think Rob will win, but I think Israel's fantastic, an absolute phenomenon of a striker. But so is Rob, and that's what's crazy, you know. And I think that there's every chance that fuck Rob catches him in an exchange and knocks him out and everyone will go fuck that was the best fucking thing you could have done Rob you know what I mean and there's every chance that Israel can catch him too you know um it's it's a real fucking tough fight that one man stylistically um clash of styles you know I think that but I do think this I do think that if Rob can cut that distance which he can and he gets Israel down I think Rob's a lot better grappler than him Although I do think that Israel is a very tricky customer in the fight, you know, like he he knows how to fight, he understands how to frame, he understands, and by framing I mean like he's he's got his stance and he's got long arms, dude, and he's already framing you and turning. Um, and and the thing, even though Marvin Vittori had some success with the with the wrestling against against Israel, I feel that it's a little bit different because. Vittori kind of, I want to say this without being disrespectful to Vittori because I think Vittori fought his ass off and he think that's, that, that he really fought well, you know, as far as Vittori can fight. But Vittori, there was a point where he wasn't trying to win the fight in as much as he was trying to, to get the takedown on Israel, right? And I think with Rob, it's a little bit different because Rob has avenues that he can genuinely win, you know, like. I don't think outside of Marvin maybe catching Israel or and this is post having seen that fight, right? Um or really getting a really good position on Israel on the ground and, and submitting him, I don't know. You know, but he he wasn't didn't really come close to, to any of that, really. Um so he it's a it's a different kind of fight. Like you can watch that and go, well, Marvin Vittori closed in that distance, but Vittori, that's all he was going to do. And there were times where he wasn't going to win that fight anymore, but he was holding on to, to the takedown. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He did well. He's fought Israel now to a decision twice. Good for him. Um, whereas Rob, I see he has different avenues to win, you know. So that also makes it, like, Rob's not going to go in wrestle or bust, you know. So, um, But if he does get Israel down, it's going to be a hard time for Israel. Like, it, it, you know, he may get back up, but Rob will stick to him like, like glue and and... And he's a he's a very very good grappler, very very good grappler, Rob. Um, but Israel's smart, dude. Israel's very smart. He's got very good angles. He's got a real good ability of starting his his takedown defense early. Like his takedown defense starts early. He's got good footwork, good movement, um, and he hits you hits you on the bluff. You know where you don't really can't really get a read off him. You know so. Tough fight, man. Tough fight. I think, I think my heart. I think Rob wins, you know. But that's not. I'm just. I'm trying to give an objective opinion, right? Because otherwise, people go, "Oh, he's going to knock him out. Hundred percent, he's going to knock him out." And that's you don't. You don't know that shit, dude. If you knew that, you'd invest in fucking Microsoft. Uh, Jed Kurz says, "Kessa loses." I reckon he might. He could. Pip Dennison says, "Sorry, I'm late. Happy. Glad that you're here, my brother. Thank you." Nathan Fenner says, hey, coach, I'm an amateur MMA fighter from the UK. 
was wondering the rules in the UFC on marijuana. Is it outlawed entirely or is it just that you can't be high on fight night? I think you can fucking smoke pot now, I, I, as far as I know. As far as I know. Um, I think it's off the list now. Elia says, I'm 28, Uncle Fab, and I'm thinking about going back to uni as well. I'm thinking now is the time I'll keep working my job and I'm more mature now, now to know what knowledge is worth. Fucking spot on, mate. I'm 41. I'm 41 going back and doing my master's. And I'm doing my master's like fucking slowly, dude. So I don't even know that I'll finish my master's before I'm 45. Um, but I, I th thank you for saying that because that kind of strengthens what I think, you know what I mean, or what I was thinking and my own doubts, you know, because sometimes I, I have full-on doubts. I'm like, what am I doing, man? Well, even now, like, what the fuck am I doing, man? You're 41 talking into a microphone, you know. Um, but I love doing what I do. I love, I love all this stuff. And I think knowledge is, is very, very special, you know. And, you know, like, I also think, irrespective of how you get or what you do, whatever, you don't have to go to uni. But if that's a, a source of, your, of knowledge for you, I think you should do it. And people are going to tell you it's never too late. And it, it is never too late, you know. Because you don't know when you start opening certain doors, you don't know what, 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 you don't know what's behind some of those doors, you know. You don't know what's going to happen. So go and do it, man. We Are Live says, absolutely do it. I like this We Are Live guy. You are a good guy, mate. Gus Harris says, I'm already a huge Nathan Fenner fan. Um, reach those heights, sir. Go hard, mate. Go hard. Um, Nathan Fenner says, Gunny fights, faints the level, changed a lot, but never goes for takedowns. Maybe if he goes for one, he will catch Lewis by surprise. Don't see him getting caught like Curtis. In fairness, he does get takedowns. He's won. He's even had a heel hook submission win in that. But um, I, I know what you're saying. No, but he did wrestle fuck someone. I can't remember who it was that he wrestled fuck. Um, oh, yeah, says, I swear, Uncle Fab, I'm at the gym and just saw the biggest butt in my life. I'm distracted, Uncle Fab. Mate, just get distracted, whatever you do, but get through your workout. Do your cardio. Ethan Nathan Fenner says, Gas Harris, haha, only had two amateur fights and hesitant to turn pro because USADA will tell me I have high levels of blood in my THC. What I'll tell you this, Nathan, just take your time, man. Take your time. If you're amateur, I'll tell you something else. If you're amateur still, right, I don't know what record you have. Like, I don't know what your history is. I don't know how many fights you've had. But if you're amateur, stay amateur. Have more. Have some amateur boxing fights. Have some amateur kickboxing fights. Do more jiu-jitsu comps. Do more wrestling comps. I don't know what belt you are in jiu-jitsu. I don't know what how many wrestling comps you've had. I don't know how many amateur boxing fights you've had. I don't know how many amateur kickboxing fights you've had. I would strongly, strongly urge you, and I don't know how old you are, but if you're a young guy, I would urge you, stay amateur for a little while longer. I don't know. I'm, this is a kind of blanket statement unless you tell me more details about yourself, but you, those amateur, you can't go back. You can't go pro to amateur. You know what I mean? So if you can stay amateur for a little while longer, get a little bit more experience, um, because once you're in the big show, dude, you can fight anyone. And so the more experience you have as an amateur, the more it's going to help you. Tiger Woodpot says, hi, Uncle Fab. I'm in a depressed mood. Can I get a shout out? Cheers from California. Tiger Woods Putt, thank you so much, my brother. It's a shout out for you. And I'll tell you something, man. And I know people say this to all the time, but it's fucking true. Or however shit it is, it will fucking pass. It feels like it won't pass, but it passes, man. And and Man, I've been through, I've been through it. We've all been through that shit. And, and it passes, dude. It really passes. Like, 
nothing stays forever. Not good, not bad, not in between, not medium, not anything. None of that shit's forever. And so when you have these periods in your life, they're, they're not forever, man. And and they do pass. And they, they do pass, man. I can't be, I don't, they do pass. I can't be more genuine than that. And you just, it's shit. It's shit, dude. And you have to sit in it sometimes. Um, but just, but just understand that it's gonna, it will pass, man. The other thing I can, the only other thing I can suggest, the only other thing I can say to you is movement, man. Movement helps a lot. You know, it helps to regulate our moods. It helps to regulate our hormonal levels. It won't necessarily change how you're feeling necessarily, but you will feel better. You will not not feel better, especially in California. It's always nice and sunny and whatnot. You won't feel worse for going out in the in the sunlight and having a, a you know, doing, having a nice walk and whatnot. Um, I'm not saying you'll feel better, but I don't think you're going to feel worse. And just understand, brother, that it will pass, man. It will fucking pass. Stay away from fuckwits as well, man, because sometimes it isn't you. Sometimes there's a lot of people that are fucked. Uh, Salah Ahmed says, have you had a look at the UFC 267 card, Fab? They've stacked the fuck out of that one. Jan Glover, Jan Aljo, Hamzat, Leach, Islam, Adia, Volkov, Tibura, Taituvasa, Walt Harris, crazy fight. Crazy shit. Yeah, we were talking about that, man. That's going to be a crazy card. I, I'm really excited to see Hamzat fight. Um, again, dude, I like, let me just look at something here. Sorry, just to not, I just want to look at the, that card when we're talking. Hamzat. Sorry, guys. I'm just. Yeah. Look, I think um let me sorry. I'm just I don't have someone. I'm not at Joe Rogan's level yet where I can just say, pull that up for me, Jamie. So I have to, you know, do it myself. This is what I see though, again, like I see the leech being a good a good um like a good test if you will but and he's a good fighter he's a good solid fighter the problem is whilst he's a good solid fighter and he he can pose a lot of problems for um uh Hamzat I don't see I don't see him beating Hamzat I don't see Hamzat like the loss he has against Neil Magny I, I think Hamzat as a grappler, as a wrestler, poses a lot of fucking problems there, you know. And I don't know that Lee, the Lee, will be able to do anything that Hamzat hasn't seen before. Like, and that isn't a disrespect to anyone there. Like, it's kind of one of those things. Like, you want to see Hamzat in there. But he's only won like what two fights or whatever it is. But you want to see him up against someone more because like the problem for Hamzat is if he goes out there and he outgrapples um, Lee and he he gets the the win or, or knocks him out, whatever the fuck he does, you expected him to do it, and that's that's where he's at. Yagu Zero says, "When you were coaching, what martial arts were you coaching?" I was coaching mainly the grappling side of it. And by like I used to coach wrestling and wrestled as well a little bit, but um, 
a lot of the stuff on the wall and that I, I coached in, in combat, you're talking about, right? And then I coached wrestling as well. And I coached jiu-jitsu as well. Um, but mainly it was a lot of the, the stuff on the wall, a lot of the combat stuff on the wall was what I was doing. Um, I'm still coaching, though. Um, Gus Harris says, much love, Tiger Woods. Put, chin up, kiddo. Yes, sir. Tiger Woods says, thanks, bro. We're all going to make it. Or not, man. Well, none of us get out of this alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's okay as well. Uh, but, yeah, we're not going to get out of this alive. Gus Harris says, ebbs and flows, brother. I hope you can ride the wave to a beautiful place. Good on you, Gus Harris. You're a fucking champion. Alex Bandwidth says, yeah, Fab, cold showers and eight to nine hours sleep every day help change my life. Two hours of running, rowing, working out, and less work stress help heaps with my insomnia. Dude, you must be fucking following me around, dude, because that is kind of what one of the big things that 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 changed it for me. Just give me one sec, please. Yeah, that's that's almost to a T. Some of the stuff that that helped me a lot, you know. Um, the cold cold water, dude, is and again, dude, it doesn't have to be like the Wim Hof method or this or that or whatever. Like people, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bagging Wim Hof at all or anything or anyone, but people act like cold water was just invented like we had cold water before we had hot water you know what i mean so like um the cold water helps a lot dude because it's one of those things where you can't think about other shit like and it releases different hormones when you're in there like for me anyways i, I just found like that combination of stuff like you know it was just helped so much man and surfing as well learning to surf helped because I'd, I'd, I'd have to get in the cold water, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's massive, dude. And and the it, it started to really help. And then when you get up at a certain time and you go out, one, another good thing with the insomnia is when you get out, and I listen to a podcast with Tim Ferriss on it, uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. It was pretty good. He had a, a, a doctor who, who specialized in this. Another thing that he says is as soon as you get up, you know, that, you know, earlier, as soon as you get up, getting exposed to, to sunlight as, as early as you can um, and being physically active in the sunlight. And ever since he said that, when I get up now, like I always have water, go to the bathroom, etc. My My daughter's a maniac, so she's already up and I give her her yogurt and her rice cracker and then I put her on my shoulders and we go for a walk around the, the, the just neighborhood. We go down to the beach, we play around. Um, and this is around 7.30, around that time, you know. Sometimes it's real cold because it's winter here. But you wake up better and you go to sleep earlier, you know, because you, it, it sets your body clock. Um, and I found that to work a lot. Obviously, it's on my theory that that's already, you know, somebody else said that. Um, but, yeah, it, it helps. It helps a lot, you know. And you start – and then if you can go for a walk, he reckons, in the afternoon – like as the sun's starting to set, 
and then you're starting to set give your body cues like this is waking up this is going to sleep etc etc we're very lucky in this part of the world that it's not like man i was in sweden i don't know how the fuck you guys deal with insomnia and all of that like all those people up near the arctic circle in europe and all that shit but when i was in sweden it was something crazy in winter it was like my family was in uh upsala and it, the sun would come out at like 10 and set at two i don't know how you don't go crazy dude i don't, I don't know I, like i was there in winter in Uppsala. i don't know if it was 10 and 2 but it was something ridiculous please correct me any swedes that are on there but it was it was something pretty crazy in winter um nathan ferner says Alder did break his foot on the first and only leg kick leg kick leg kick against uh zombie yeah man um that that can throw you off dude like because as as the guys are getting better you have to time those kicks so well you know and maybe he's he's found that he doesn't want to risk it because aldo didn't like kick legs like a normal person did aldo fucking cracked dude you know and the the bad side of that is if somebody checks that they're breaking it interesting thing i had andy sauer on my on my podcast before uh you can watch his episode, man. Interesting character. Fucking huge fan of Andy Sauer. Huge fan. Like doing those, it's it's hard, you know, just because trying to organize like the times and this and that, and then people fall through. It's a bit hard, you know, and I've got to do a lot of other stuff. But, you know, doing like I, like I had Semi Schilt on the podcast. I had Andy Sauer. And having those dudes for me is like, fuck, Ray, Ray Sefu. You know, having those dudes on, like I was such a massive fan of those guys, man. But, uh, Aldo used to go and train with Andy Sauer and he goes to Holland and he'd go to, um, you know, Andy would go to Brazil, but he helped, uh, he helped Aldo prepare for one of his belts and Aldo gave him one of his UFC belts. Aldo gave Andy Sauer one of his UFC belts. That's like, yeah, crazy. Uh, Justin Vichega says, last food to enjoy, last movie to watch. What female celeb you always wanted to meet or found beautiful past the present or present? I'm sure your wife is the most beautiful in your eyes, but just for laughs. Um, the last female will be my wife for sure. Um, the last movie to watch. I, I don't know. Hey, I, I don't know. I'd probably go. I'd probably go with some sort of rom-com. If it's going to be the last movie I watch, I'd, I, I've, with my wife, we started watching rom-coms and I'll probably just watch a rom-com so I can laugh um or a good comedy but it's got to be a good comedy dude because a shit one is fucking shit but a good one is good uh last food to enjoy my wife's a very good cook man so i'd probably go with um something from the archives that she can cook she cooks this 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 beef um one sec one sec She cooks like a, a beef stew, like this beef stew that she does, like an Osobuka thing. But she's like, her family's from Inner Mongolia. And I don't know, it's been passed down, that recipe. And dude, that that beef stew, like they stew it and it, and it comes. Hold one sec, I'll ask her. What do you cook the beef stew in? Okay, just tell me what it is. Tell me some of the stuff. Soy sauce. 
rice wine, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of kiwi fruit, because the kiwi fruit makes the, the meat softer, eh? Yeah, the kiwi fruit makes the meat tender. What else? Ginger garlic. Starnays. A little bit of water. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And cinnamon. And you that's the start, right? And you put all of that in the pot and then they 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 cook it for, I don't know, however long they cook it for, long time, and the meat just comes off the bone. And, dude, it's so tender. It's so good. I eat that with rice. Oh, my God. You just got me thinking about it. My uncle. I've got an uncle. <laughs> He's a funny guy. He's a big dude. He's my, on my mum's side. On my mum's side, they're all uh, Europeans. They're all like big European people. And uh, is, they don't look like me at all. Like they, they're like my my mum is a redhead with green eyes. My uncle's her brother. He's blonde hair, blonde like he's a ranger as well. Actually, now he used to be blonde when he was little, but he's a he's a redhead now. Big fucking like O'Doyle looking dude, and. He's now gone like full vegetarian and that to lose weight because they're like big European people. And I was telling him about the stew and I said to him, you should, you know, once his lockdown's done, come over and eat it. And I, I, I he was really upset, man, because he's like, dude, I'm fucking, um, I'm trying, leave me alone with it, you know. He's a funny guy, dude. He's a funny guy. I used to, I remember him, like he always had a, like a quick temper, you know, and he'd get into like street fights sometimes as, as when we were younger. He's he's older now, he's like sixty. But the other day, he uh, backed into somebody. Um, he was with his wife. My uncle's like sixty something, you know. And he backed into somebody's motorbike, and and the the guy jumped. He was he was off his motorbike, and he was there with his girlfriend because the guy lived there, you know. So the guy and the girlfriend, they started abusing my uncle. And my uncle's like, like I said, he's a big guy, but he's older. And my, my uncle was going to like pay him. It ended up costing my uncle 15 grand. And this guy, this guy comes up and he's like a big bloke bodybuilder type dude. And my uncle's got like a, a, a fucking, he's a big redheaded guy. He's got like a hair, hair triggered temper. And the dude goes, and he was telling me the story the other day. And he goes, and so what was I going to do? You know, he goes, I'm there and I'm telling the guy, calm down. I'm going to pay for it. You know, I've got my insurance details here. And he goes, and then the guy, he goes, he tried to get the keys off me. He goes, I don't know if he tried to get the keys on me, but but he reached for me and he goes, and I didn't know what to do. And he goes, so I overhooked him and elbowed him in the throat. And he goes, and when I dropped him, he goes, then his wife started crying and my wife started crying. And he goes, and the guy was, uh, the he goes, I didn't know this. And he goes, and I looked and he was a big young guy. And he goes, so I didn't know what to do. He goes, so I hit him again in the stomach when he was on the ground. And his wife started crying, saying, stop hitting him, stop, stop hitting him, he's got asthma. And my uncle goes, look, I didn't know, I didn't know why, why, um, you know, this, this guy attacked me, but that's my uncle anyways. He loves that, he wants to eat that stew, but he can't now because he's gone vegetarian, so he can lose weight. Um, Randy says, I've been meaning to thank you for your help on Ask Coach Fab. Oh, thank you. Your advice was super helpful. I was extremely stressed and depressed. It's still not easy and a lot of work, but having direction helps. You are the bomb from Randy. Thank you very much, Randy. Thank man. Thank you. And I hope everything's, you know, on a different uh, direction. You know, I can't speak too much about 
uh, what you're saying about what we spoke about before, but what Randy's referring to is the Ask Coach Fab. I have, um, uh, it's what I've always done for work, but that's my, my, um, my thing. I have to get like a little advertisement and put it up, but that's what I do for work. I've always done it, but now there is no work going out. So I'm, I've kind of used to always do it by word of mouth. And now I just thought, you know what, I'm going to put it up on, on here and see what happens. And I've had a few people uh, do it. So it's pretty cool. Gus Harris says, what a brilliant mind. Thank you, sir. Much love. Much love to you, sir. Randy says, laugh out loud. Um, David says, good to hear you're doing well, mate. Just finished my uni degree and all the best with yours. Thank you, mate. Um, Pain Fight Prediction says, sup, fellas. What's up? Randy says, keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. We need you. Thank you, Randy. Joe Schmo says, evening, gents. Nick House says, Knowledge helps you grow. Yes, it does. Pain fight prediction says, pull that up for me, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one, man. I just have to do that myself. I have to put the, put the work in myself. Pain fight prediction says, first time here. I dig the show, brother. No, thank you, man. Thank you for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Really, really, really appreciate you being here. Please hit the like and subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell. Uh, Nathan Fenner says, just 20, 22 years old. And last fight was 2019, November. And been put because of both COVID and after that an ACL injury. Don't have amateur record in other combats, but done into clubs for years. Man, honestly, one of the things I would say to you is to do some amateur boxing, lots of jiu-jitsu comps, lots of wrestling comps. If you can do some amateur Muay Thai, amateur kickboxing, do that as well. Because once you go pro, dude, you can't go back. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't stop and go, listen, I'm going to go and do some amateur things. And where are you? You're in England? If you're in England or somewhere like that or Ireland or any of those, I think you said England, I'm not sure. But if you are, then, man, the amateur boxing circuits there are, are brilliant. So you'll get heaps of really good experience. Get, get yourself, a, honestly, I know it sounds like a lot, but you're 20, uh, you're just 2-0 and 22 years old. Say you you fight, you have amateur fights until you're 24 um, and you have 20 amateur boxing fights and you have couple of hundred jiu-jitsu matches some amateur wrestling matches and you you squeeze in one or two amateur fights by the time you turn pro dude fuck you'll be you'll be killing people that advice is fucking gold trust me when i tell you this tiger woods putt says thanks uncle fab looking forward to more of your work in the next fast and the furious doing vin diesel's stunts i will do my best my brother i will do my best I think I look a little bit like Vin Diesel on crack, but thank you so much, my friend. Thank you very, very much. I hope you feel better, brother. I really, really do, man. Um, and yeah, we all go through that shit, dude. That that's a thing. Like none of us, none of us are going to get out alive, and none of us have it down pat. None of us know what the fuck we're doing. That's the truth. Um, Randy says, "Welcome to Painful Predictions. You're in good company. Thank you, sir." Pain fight prediction says, heck yeah, at Randy. Gus Harris says, Tiger Woods putt. That was some rock solid advice. Hey, bro, go for gold, brethren. Thank you, guys. You guys are fucking the best. K Jewel says, still rolling, Fab. K Jewel, are you, are, you, are you still rolling? Are you asking me or are you telling me that you're still rolling? Because if you're K Jewel, the K Jewel, are you K Jewel that used to play football and then you were, you were grappling with me? Is that, is that still you? Is that the same K-Jewel that it's saying? Surely there can't be two. But um, yeah, you K-Jewel was, was a promising rugby league player as a youth. And um, I don't know if he's still doing jiu-jitsu, but I hope he's still rolling. 
Pat says, late as always to the show. Much respect for your awareness towards mental health on your mate. We all have different fights in different ways on different days. All the best, Fab. Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate it, man. I really, really do. Um, and that is what I'm doing my master's in, you know, um, I'm doing my master's in social work and I want to do a, uh, on the mental health side of things, you know, I really want to work on that. Um, also keep coaching, but for the next few years, I want to concentrate on um, getting my master's and maybe doing further studies after that. And I will continue to coach, you know, and possibly, uh, possibly, um, coach after my master's i don't know but i definitely want to uh focus on doing that you know because i think mental health is such a such an fucking it's it, it's what runs a show you know what i mean it's what runs a show it's like man without good mental health like it's like you're you're completely out of shape trying to run up a mountain like you can't it just can't happen you know like you have to get physically in shape and then you can run up the mountain and it's the same trying to get through life with bad mental health and it's not, you're not on point. It's like, like I said, trying to run up a mountain with bad physical health. Um, Karen Hubbard says, Oscar De La Hoya and Mike Tyson in their podcast put great value on their amateur experiences. Valuable and great time for them both. I cannot stress enough how much you'd rather come in to the pros a little late then a little bit fucking early. You don't want to come in undercooked, especially nowadays. Guys are getting better and better and better and better. Um, Nathan Furner says, definitely not uh, turning pro unless in the next two or three years I can get a ton of amateur experience. By the way, coach, you mentioned surfing. Has that helped training? Where are you from, Nathan? Um, what country? It it does it does help, man. As in, like, has has surfing helped uh, with with the with MMA? And I think it helps because if you if you live near the beach, if you live fucking far away from the beach and you have to sacrifice a whole day of training, no. But if you live near the beach and you have access to surfing, um, and you can do it like in between sessions or something, yeah. Because the paddling one, it's low impact, and you don't notice. Not you don't notice how hard it is. You'll notice how hard it is. But it's low impact and you're out there in the elements, man. You're out there in nature and you're, the, the, the energy from the water, all of that stuff. It, it's, it's such a cardio workout and you don't realize like, how full on it is. You know? So you're out there paddling, 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 trying to catch waves, falling off, paddling, 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 paddling. So the cardio, the upper, especially for grappling and fighting, like the upper body muscular endurance and cardio is very, very, very good. Go out there with experienced people because the surf is no joke and you can fucking drown. Um, my 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 um my cord broke when I was out and I got caught in it, caught inside. They say it's like caught when the sets are coming in, and it was fucking scary for me, real real scary. Um, luckily I was out there with some pretty experienced guys and and they were able to help me. Um, but it's um. Yeah, it does help, man. And then it really does relax you. You know, the cold water and the the, the, the physical exertion helps to relax you. You know, and you, you you'll be able to sleep. You know, and there's you'll be able to sleep between sessions. You'll find as well. Um, you don't have to go out for long, dude. If you live near the beach, and I'm talking about guys that that when I'm talking right now, I'm talking about 
for guys like myself that have never surfed before, right? If you're a surfer, it's different. It's a different thing. Don't ignore everything that I'm saying. But if you're learning to surf, I'm just giving you an example from someone that's as a grown up, as a 40 year old, started to learn to surf. Help me sleep between sessions. Help me. Like it's a different type of cardio, man. It's really, really, really good like that. So it'll help in that way for, for training. Yes. And it's low impact. <laughs> Pip Dennison says surf helps for sure, brother. But Pip is a surfer. Cade Yule says still rolling, Fab. So it is you, Cade. It is you. Nathan Fenner says, I wouldn't sleep on Pedro Muna's leg kicks. He, he times them against Cody despite having a massive speed disadvantage. Every time Cody stepped in, he counted. Jack Slack spoke on it. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes on all counts. Um, that's why I think you're going to see Aldo kick. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to kick with the kicker and he's not going to let uh, Munoz take control of the kicking. Just a second. Um. Yeah, so he's not going to let Munoz take control of the leg kicking distance, you know. So um, Aldo, when he when he also returns fire with leg kicks, pretty fucking good, you know. So I do expect to see Aldo leg kick in this fight. Um, <laughs> Pip says, "I want some of that beef stew right now, don't we all, my friend?" Gus Harris says, holy shit, that dish your lovely lady cooks sounds fucking epic. Man, you know what? I'll, we're talking about doing a Patreon. You know, I'm not exactly sure how the Patreon works, but I'm thinking of maybe doing and putting up some some cooking stuff, you know? Um, I don't know if that works. I, I don't know. I don't even know if that's um, a thing that you guys would be interested in or if people would be interested in. I'm not sure, but we want to put up maybe put up like lots of different recipes and shit, you know, that and, and show everyone how to cook it. I, I, I especially like that um, because Nathan Fenner, you'll appreciate this. I don't know if like maybe you will, maybe you won't. But for me, when I was a young guy and I was training in that, um, my I lived with my parents, like, like so, you know, a lot of that. But my mum and dad work, you know, all the time and da-da-da. So, you know, that wasn't always – I had good food. I always had good food access to me. But when I was at uni sometimes and I'd stay at, at, at uni by myself or I lived by myself sometimes or I'd be overseas and live by myself or whatever and I'd still be training, it'd be hard sometimes because I I had – I wasn't I wasn't useless. Like, I, you know, I could go get chicken breast, cook chicken breast um, and make a salad, you know. I'd do that and, and boil some rice, you know. But there are so many things that you can do to meals now I know this, thanks to my wife, you can do like little tiny things to meals um, that make them taste good and you can make them so that they're not, um, they're, they're still healthy, you know, but but they taste really good. Or, or they don't have to be super like perfectly healthy, but there's more chance of you eating that on a long, on a long enough timeline than you eating um, just fucking cardboard food that's healthy for you, but it's not. It's not um. It's not shit you want to eat for longevity's sake. And if if there's people that don't don't care, like that food doesn't do that for them. But if you're a foodie, and if you're a foodie, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're a foodie, and I tell you like, hey, dude, you're gonna eat like 
Brussels sprouts, boiled rice, and chicken, and you're a foodie, you're, you're like, nah, <laughs> that's not going to happen, you know? So there's there's options. My wife makes this cake. Um, she makes it. Hold on one second. Baby, how do you make that, that date cake? You put you know you put in a blender almond butter eggs, some baking powder, dates and water, and basically, she do you bake it after? You blend it. Yeah, you blend it and then you bake it and then you get this date cake. And it's like a fluffy cake, and my my wife puts um, like coconut cream on top of it, or or uh, uh, is it cream cheese you put? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, my wife puts coconut cream on there, and so then after you you eat that, and it's like it tastes like a cake, dude, right? But it's got no sugar, no real like nothing it's just like this little cake but it's sweet and it's nice and da 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 and like if i'd have known that there would have been a lot of mud cakes that i didn't eat um growing up so it, it really it really helps to know that and to have those little recipes up your sleeve um alex Benworth says mongolian cooking with a fair one yes sir yes sir the conscientious objector says red hair and green eyes sounds Irish as fuck. They are very, they are very European. They're French Basque actually on my mom's side and on my dad's side. Like my mom, my my maternal grandmother is indigenous to to South America, um, and some other mixes. I don't know what mixes. You know, like um, on my dad's side, there's like this whole mix. You know, I I don't know what the mix is. No one knows. Um, but on my mum's side, they're white. They're like the whitest people on earth. Like they can't go out in the sun and shit. Like they are. They look like yeah, like Irish, but they're actually French Basque. The the, the where they're from. But yeah, they they are they are white. Like if you see me with that side of the family, it looks like I'm like they they adopted me. Um, the Hungarian hustler says, "Good evening, Fab and the crew. Um, how are you, my friend?" Gus Harris is being elbowed in the throat and smashing the stomach would mess many up. Asthma excuses just the Conor McGregor loss. My lungs were like balloons. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, my, 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 um, yeah, my uncle's a character, mate. I fucking tell you. Nathan Fenner says, in England, unfortunately. Yeah, but in England, I don't know about the surfing in England. It just seems like it'd be cold as shit. I know there are good waves in Ireland, but it's it's super cold, stupid cold. But in England, dude, one good thing, man, you have really good amateur boxing circuits there. You get lots of good work as an amateur, man. Uh, the Gus Harris says, the UFC doctor even said my lungs had a stress fracture. Pip Dennison says, stay strong, mate. Uh, Nathan Fenner says, appreciate the advice. We'll definitely take it. Although we'll need to ease into training because I full-on tore my ACL, checking a kick, not the kicking leg. Fuck, uh, fucks with your mind. Um, yes, it does, my friend. Uh, 
Nathan Fenner says, find myself second-guessing basic techniques, sometimes especially after wide men's leg snapped in half and Connor broke his leg. Box, because with the boxing, you, there's no, you don't have to worry about leg kicks. And then once you've gotten your confidence and your hands are good and whatnot, you can start easing yourself back into MMA training and kicking and whatnot and da-da-da. But you can always box. No one's going to kick you in the legs while you're boxing. And um, you'll find that if your hands are good, you can start to set up your kicks a lot better as well. Um, Jack Wood says, how many fabs would it take to beat Francis? I want no part of Francis, mate. I don't even want to say that as a joke. Homeless in America says, good evening. Good evening, sir. Gus Harris says, of all the sciences, including maths, the language of science, do you think clinical psychology is the next way forward? You are a master already. I'm not a master already by any fucking stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't know. I don't have clinical psychology per se, but I definitely think that <clears throat> having a greater understanding of um, like the mind, like how the mind works, the, the psychology of the mind and the social implications that um, that has, like that, that society has on, on, on psychology as well. Um, that isn't to say you're blaming people, you're doing this, you're doing that. No, it's just there's, your environment has an effect on you, whether you fucking want to believe it or not. It does. Um, so I think that understanding those things or, or, or understanding that, not even understanding them, but understanding that they have an impact on you is definitely like the way forward has to be, you know? Um, I don't know that... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that not having an understanding of of what's going on in here is is crazy. Because I mean, you know, stuff like uh, let me just make sure that I get this right. But you know, like when when people talk about, it makes me laugh when when I say this. I just want to double check something. When people talk about, um, let me get this right. Yeah. When when people talk about like anxiety and this and that and they say shit like, um, oh yeah, well, you know, this all started now. People didn't have anxiety before and um, you know, you hear blah, dude, you hear like it's been around forever and like you hear Marcus Aurelius talk about it. He's got famous quotes on it, you know what I mean? So um I think understanding, like uh, understanding what's going on in here, is very fucking important, dude. And I'm not talking about bullshit either. Like you know, when people go when you're watching the fights and they're going like, he's so his mind's so strong and blah blah blah. It that that's not exactly like the like because you're trash talking someone and you're bullying someone or or whatever. That that's not having a strong mind. That's not even what we're talking about. I think just understanding. Um, understanding like just what's going on with people man just understanding that like understanding what's going on with people understanding more so than that is understanding that those two people when they leave the octagon there's still people do there's still all this other shit going on in their life and unfortunately i think the way we treat athletes and things like they're fucking pieces of meat everything's great there's so much on them and then they when when they're when they're out of there nobody gives a fuck and that's 
that I think is is more testament to who's got the strong mindset or who doesn't or what that what that even means and like what metric people are using to say someone's got a strong mental game or whatever and blah blah blah. It's it's so when when we talk when you're saying is clinical psychology the way forward, I think it is, but I think um understanding what's going on in between your fucking ears is the is the big thing that we need to to look at for sure. Elia says, Uncle Fab, do you do you do any form of meditation? Um, if yes, can you share anything? Or if you don't, maybe you can tell us why you don't. I'm looking into it and was wondering if you had any experience. Dude, I'm one of those people that like my head goes ding 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 all the time, you know. And I'm a massive self-talker, you know, massive, massive, massive self-talker. Like I talk to myself out loud, I talk to myself um in my head, uh, all of that. So one of the big things that and so meditation, I've tried like I could probably say to you, I've been trying that for about three years, guided meditation. I've been trying a whole bunch of different stuff. I've got the Headspace app. I've got a bunch of different apps. And I've been trying, trying, trying. And then I was listening to a podcast and the guy was talking about it and he was describing that. He was saying the same shit as me. And then he said that you're not going to clear your mind. And I don't even fucking try. And this is just me, what I found works for me. When I focus on my breathing, so I focus like I'll, there'll be, X amount of times. I don't try to do too much. I don't be too hard on myself. And I'm also one of those people that I'm very competitive by nature, just by the stuff that I do. And so I'm even competitive with myself. So I'll try and be, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes today and 11 minutes tomorrow. I'm the fucking champion meditator. And it, that's not how it works. So, and I'm no expert on meditation by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not right. I'm fucking beginner white belt. But what I found, one of the big things was to concentrate on your breathing. So I concentrate on like breathing in, breathing into my stomach and breathing out and just doing that, right? And concentrate and then counting that in, like counting it in and counting it out. And when my mind starts to go like, I wonder if um, my wife has washed that VHS jumper, whatever, when that comes up, I refocus back onto my breathing and then, you know, I'm breathing 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 and then something else i wonder if you know the olympics is on after this then i refocus back and the guy that was saying it on the podcast again tim ferris podcast he was talking about how each one of those things where you drag yourself back into the middle back into the middle meaning concentrating on your breathing each one of those is the equivalent of doing a rep for your for your muscles you know but it's for your for your mind and when I understood that, because that's the only way that I fucking got it when he explained it like that, I realized I can do that because the other, any other type of meditation that I was trying to do, and I've been trying for years, I couldn't do it, man. Like I could not do it. My mind would just go, you know, <laughs> it was so bad. But then when I realized that, man, it's, you just, you just got, got, it just went like that. Um, so that is one of the, what, like I, I try and do that every day, a couple of times a day where I'm, I'm breathing in, breathing out. And I, I do it for, for a few minutes, a few times a day. And I, I just remember that every time, rather than thinking it as a negative going, I've got to do a podcast at five. Wonder what people are going to ask rather than think about that. I just think that, okay, every time I bring it back, it's a rep and I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger at it. And it helps man. And, and sometimes that means also I can do a walking meditation where I can just focus on that. And now I can do it 
pretty easily. Whereas before, I used to really have to be like, if I'm walking, I used to look and go, I'm going to see that rock over there. I'm going to have one of those things. Now I can do it. Like before, I used to go, I'm going to try and get to that rock without just with just focusing on my breathing. But now I don't have to do that because when it when it slips, I just bring it back to the middle and start again. I don't know if that's the proper way to meditate or whatnot, but what that guy said to me fucking made sense. And then another thing is like the, the power of prayer as well. Like, and I'm not here to talk about religious denominations or anything. I don't don't care. I'm not, I'm not about that. But I think it's about not 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 about like you having a religion or whatever. I think that's that's great. And I, I do believe in the power of prayer. That's what I was gonna say. But I think that a, a lot of that helps as well, where you put something outside of yourself, you know. Um, for me, where you can ask for stuff to somebody, whatever that means to you, and also it's kind of like you're admitting you you you're not you're not it's not in your power. Like there's things that I I struggle with a lot, and I would just be like, dude, fucking someone out there, I need I need help here. I'm weak, you know. I'm not I'm not that good at it. Um, and man, there's you know like everyone else, everyone goes through dark moments in life, and yeah. That that all that stuff helps. It's a kind of a lot of the stuff that I do um, with 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 the mind and that you know, like as far as mindfulness and prayer and prayer and that kind of stuff, I, I yeah I do that. Whereas my wife with the mindfulness dude, like she she can just go bang and it just she's good, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't she doesn't have that thing where her mind gets. If we sit there to do ten minutes of meditation. Like it's a fucking battle for me, but she can do it like no problems, you know, just different. Um, Nathan Fenner says, coach, we'll be back. Going to head to little and get beef. Thanks to you. Laugh out loud. <laughs> nice, nice work. Uh, Dusky says, Lewis by murder with the headbutt to Ghani's knee. Maybe. Stainless Stove says, you talking surfing and it's great. Have you done snowboarding? Greatest sport I have ever experienced. The thrill is incredible. You could do a fair one meetup on the mountain, Mount Hotham. Let's go. Um, dude, my knees would blow to fucking bits snowboarding. Um, I've only seen snow like a couple of times in my life, but you're in Tasmania, right? Yeah, Tasmania's fucking beautiful, dude. What a beautiful spot. I may do a, a meetup on the mountain, my friend. Nah, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for supporting, man. You're the best. I really appreciate it. Um, Elia says, I made pasta. My neighbor is Italian. If he saw the overcooked shit I made, he'd slap the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to, um, you have to get that right, man. You have to get it right. You have to keep, you, you have to like taste it. You know what I mean? Um, Phillips, Carlin. Sorry, brother. I don't understand what you wrote, my friend. I don't understand that. Um, Dusky says, I'm betting on Ghani. I think it's a it's a hard one, but I would probably bet on Ghani. JLJ says, "Were you born in Oz or Uruguay? Any stories from over there, or any uh, any other country you visited?" I wasn't born in Uruguay. I was actually born in Argentina, but my family's Uruguayan. I identify as being Uruguayan, like Uruguayan Australian, because I was born in Argentina. It was arbitrary. I could have been born in Korea. I wouldn't be Korean, you know. Um, uh, any stories from over there? Not really. Like not. Not as far as like um not as far as like a story thing because I was I was I was a little kid, man. I came here, I came to Australia when I was five. But uh, I'll tell you a story from a country I've been in. This is not a feel-good story. No, I'm not gonna tell this story, that's too much. 
Uh, Alex Bandwis says, I love respect in martial arts. Guys that don't need to talk shit and try to look tough. Guys like Rob and Cyril are my faves. Stainless Stove says, when I try meditation, I just start daydreaming, usually about being in aliens with Sigourney Weaver fighting aliens. I don't think meditation is actually real. Meditation is just to try and relax your mind. Um, eat an apple. That distresses me. Breathing. That's why I was saying to you, Stainless Stove, when I just spoke about that, I had that problem with you, the same problem that you had with the meditation. That's why I said to you, the way that um, that I started doing it after hearing that, I, it really worked for me. Um, and it made a fucking huge difference, I'm telling you. Rusty Tenakun says, I would recommend a few looks at a Buddhist monk called Arjun Brahm. He has videos on YouTube about meditation and Buddhist philosophy. Thank you very much, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. I really, really do. Thank you very much. I will look into it, and I really appreciate it. Um, Alex Banwith says, I use cardio as meditation, either being out in the woods running or trying to get that perfect form rowing, perfect breathing over and over for 30, 60 minutes in the morning and other. Yeah, but see, I used to think that as well. But there's a difference. There's a difference in that, you know, like one thing is like almost it's almost like dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, it's like coloring in and that, which is very good and it has its own um benefits. But the other thing where you're you've like you you kind of stilled yourself, especially if you're a person that finds it hard to do that, like myself, um it really helps, man, when you start to realize, like when, like um, Stainless Stove says, when you start to think about Sigourney Weaver, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver in uh, Aliens, when you start to think about that and you bring yourself back to your breathing, you're not daydreaming. You know, you're you're in the moment, and that is is the big thing. So when you try it again, um, Stainless Stove, and when you think that, bring it back. You know. Um, but yeah, Gus Harris says, you're a dead set champion. I'd fucking love to have a chat with you. Maybe when the world becomes the next thing it will become. Much love, Babski. Much love, the Fair One podcast crew and peeps. Thank you, sir, man. I appreciate it. You guys are too flattering. You guys are champions. Thank you. Um, Danny Ryan says, highly recommend Sam Harris's meditation app. It's called Waking Up. Yeah, I've, man, I've tried. I've tried that one too, you know. Um, the only one that the only thing that worked for me, honestly, was that thus far. I'm going to try and look at some other stuff. I'm also going to because I live near the Nantian Temple, which I think is the biggest Buddhist temple in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, I'm going to start looking at some stuff like that when, when you know, all this stuff dies down. I'm not looking for necessarily answers religious. Well, I mean, we all are, aren't we? So I am as well. But, um. Yeah, I'm just I'm just um interested in all that stuff. Stainless Stove says, dude, if you did a fan meetup on Mount Hotham, I would definitely I would totally go. You'd be the only one there probably. Um and you know, like it's funny, man. You I've been to a lot of countries all over the world. Like I've been to the Hajj Sophia, I've been to like heaps of different mosques, heaps of different churches. Um and like it's real interesting when you're there, you know what I mean? Like it makes you think about us as human beings and like we've always looked for certain answers, you know what I mean? And I think that makes it real, real, real interesting when when you start to to think about the answers that people have been looking for their whole lives, you know, as and as a species. Um 
Ilya says, thank you, Uncle Fab, and to the guys in the chat for the recommendations about meditation. What a great community we have here. That we do, my friend. That we do. Stainless Stove says, snowboarding is okay in Tasmania. Not great, but we can still do it. You can do it. I can't do it, dude. My knees will blow to bits. The Conscientious Objector says, Coach, do you think it looks like DL is injured? Who is DL? Who is DL? Oh, Derek Lewis. Um, Derek Lewis has always had back problems, and I think his legs are pretty fucked. I think his knees are gone, too. Uh, Rusty Tenekun says, I think Jose Aldo is going to wind back the years this time. Strange to think that Munoz is actually older than him. Fuck, it's crazy, eh? I think, I think, um, I don't know. I think Jose Aldo is just such a fantastic fighter. Um, the conscientious objector says, I'm betting on Gane as Dio looks injured. Yet Derek Lewis always looks kind of injured, but, um, is the audio gone? Oh, okay, thank you. Beetlejuice says, hey, Playboy, how's the COVID treating you in the gong? Honestly, like I said earlier, man, not too bad, man. Not too bad because of the beach and whatnot, and we can, you know, hang out and go, you know, do stuff. So it's not too bad. Like from a financial perspective, it's, it's a little bit hard because I can't go out and work. But other than that, it's not too bad, man. It's not too bad. Um, how about you guys, man? You Where are you? You're... You're in Sydney, yeah. You're in Southwest Sydney. You're in the in the boiler room. How's that going? Gus Harris says, "Is Fab in the gong? Good shit. I am. I am, sir. I I don't think it's my audio, uh, Michael, Michelle, Michelle may hear. I don't. I don't think it is. Can can other people hear me? Um, yeah, man. I've been I've been in in Wollongong now in in Illawarra for like maybe three years, and it's honestly honestly the best place i've been to i've been to a lot of beautiful places but i love the south coast so much like so much well, the whole stretch like probably from otford i'm going to tell you this from and if you're not from here please do this trip along the um seacliff bridge if you, as far as you can so from otford down to like jeringong or kayama let's go i, I like yeah from like Jeringong Kayama to Otford, I think is like just so beautiful, man. I, I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, but hey, man, let's get together for... Um, oh, Beetlejuice says, good to hear. I'm at Oran Park. It hasn't been hit too bad. Still working, which has been great. Good for you, man. I'm glad to hear that. Gus Harris says, I'm from Southwest Sydney too. I'm lucky because I work in the Southern Highlands. Ah, nice. Oh, so we got local boys here. Nice. Good to, good to hear. Good to hear. People, I'm going to go. Let's meet up again on Sunday to watch the fights. And guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the support, for constantly watching, for you know everything that you guys do. Let me know what you think about the Patreon with the cooking and that. And tell me what 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 um if if that if you think that's a good idea and it's something that you guys are after. Stainless Stove says, when I went snowboarding for the first time, Fab, I understood what it takes to put pressure on your legs for four or five hours a day at least. My legs hurt so much. I've never experienced that level of pain. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Much love. And I'll catch you guys on Sunday. Take care.